Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, uh, my my partner in crime, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. So Derek, I was at I was at Panda Express today and I eat my meal. It was delicious as usual. Pro tip, by the way, uh, go inside Panda Express. Don't wait in the drive-thru because you will get your food way faster. But the punchline of my story, Derek, is that I eat the fortune cookie, right? I break it open, and there is nothing inside of my, oh my fortune God. cookie. And oh I God. and I, I am trembling today, Derek, because is... I don't know... What that this means for my future. Sign. <laughs> I don't want to say that like your time is short, but Jesse, what could that mean? I don't know. Oh, I, I wonder know. if that's I wonder if that's what Rob Manfred saw when he went to Panda Express and opened his fortune cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think no. I got mine mixed up with Rob Manfred's. That's what uh, must have happened. <laughs> yikes. Don't you don't want that to happen. You'll get a fortune that says you're bad at your job. Uh, of course, before we get into all of that wonderful social commentary, we have to let you know this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use our code of PHNX. And if you bet $1 on the main event between Covington and Masvidal, you will get $100 in free bets, no matter what the outcome of that fight is. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook now, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Jesse, I know we said we weren't going to talk lockout. I know that. And we're not. We don't have any updates. Obviously, today we are recording on Wednesday. This is Thursday's show, Thursday morning show. So as of Thursday morning, we are waiting to hear what happens in the meeting that is supposed to happen in New York between the PA and MLB. With that being said, there was something very interesting that came out from the other night. Obviously, we have discussed... The fact that MLB may or may not have kind of used the media to give us a little bit more hope, maybe make us think that they had made a little more progress than they actually had, just in case the deal didn't go through, the players would look like the bad guys as far as wasting all of that time, that 16-hour day of negotiation. Now what we are hearing in, a in uh, uh, I guess, a statement from Ross Stripling who is the Toronto Blue Jays uh, union representative, what, what might have actually been happening is that the owners were trying to sneak in some last-minute provisions to their offer, uh, provisions, some fine print, whatever it might be. We don't really have details on what exactly they were trying to sneak in, but according to his statement, that was one of the things that kind of changed this negotiation uh, was some some last minute shenanigans. He he basically says that they were trying to catch the players sleeping a bit when the negotiations went long and went far past midnight, like as if in his words, you know, players, baseball players are, you know, they're not going to notice this stuff like they're dumb and it's going to be easy to try to catch put one over on them when things are late and, and have been going on for a long period of time. It was, uh, 
it was an interesting report that came out from Ross Stripling. I, I wouldn't say I'm shocked by that. Um, we did see some last minute reports of some pretty bizarre things coming out of the owner's side. Uh, they suddenly wanted to be able to change to make like rule changes to the sport um, a lot more quickly and easily than they have been in the past. We heard about them wanting to change base sizes, um, which is not something that we've really talked about at all. Uh, kind of came out of left field. And, and there were a number of things like those that, that came out that the owners apparently were, were talking about within the last uh, 24 hours or so of the negotiating process. And yeah, we don't necessarily know if those are the things that Ross Stripling is referring to, or if there was other stuff. Right. Um, but, he but said, I think it's, he said in his statement, it got to be like 1230 and the fry, fine print of their CBD proposal was stuff we had never seen before. They were yeah. trying to sneak things through us. It was like, they think we're dumb baseball players and we get sleepy after midnight or something. It's like that stupid football quote. They are who we thought they were. Arizona Cardinals fans, you know that one. Uh, they did exactly <laughs> what they we thought they would do. They pushed us to a deadline that they imposed, and then they tried to sneak some shit past us that at that deadline, and we were ready for it. We've been ready for five years. And then they tried to flip it on us today in PR, saying that we've changed our tone and tried to make it look like it was all our fault. That never happened. And that coincides with other statements we've seen saying something similar about that this was not the the path that negotiations were going down, that they were in fact uh, still kind of at odds on a lot of things. And the owners were pushing out to the media that they, that things were going better than they actually were. So that when they didn't happen, it looked like the players were at fault. Unfortunately, we're at the point where there are, there are really no, there's not really two sides to this story anymore, Derek. There's pretty much just a clear party that is in the in the right and a clear party that is in the wrong. And we've tried to avoid that up to this point, right? Like like trying to bring nuance to this discussion and and make sure that we weren't blindly going with one side or the other. But at this point, everyone's saying the same thing. The owners just got a little bit too greedy down the stretch approaching this this negotiation and and we are where we are as a result of it and they're trying to put the players in a position where they're going to try to outlast the players they're going to try to see how long the players are willing to wait before they get back to playing baseball again and unfortunately the, the answer to that question is going to be more than six games right the, the players are, are are willing and prepared as we talked about yesterday to to last longer than that and we might uh, we might be here for a while, as we've been saying. And I talked about, you know, I'm a little disgusted just because I've I've actually had a couple of people bring up to me how they not 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 telling me what to do necessarily. Obviously, you and I haven't really disguised the 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 way we feel about this situation and who we feel is to blame. I was told, though, that that they needed to. And I just I thought it was a little bit weird. I thought it was weird because in this situation, like you said, it it does seem to be uh, one side is right and one side is wrong kind of situation. But maybe it's because you and I have been analyzing this negotiation for so long. 
when I try to explain the nuances of this deal and what's going on to some people that don't really care, I can see their eyes glaze over Jesse. Uh, I'm, I'm also <laughs> a boring person to talk to once I start getting into this kind of stats and information that people aren't familiar with. So they don't care. Right. And yeah. that's kind of part of the problem is when you start trying to explain what, what these players are fighting for, it's hard. It's, it's hard to make people hear and understand. I, I lately, what I've been going with is starting by telling them, you know, about the entire process of being a major league ball player and how long you have to be in like the minor leagues and what they make in the minor leagues. And then how long you have to wait until you can actually get your contract and actually get your money and why this pre-arbitration bonus pool and some of this other stuff like minimum salary that they're fighting so hard for is really to make up for the fact that you have to spend two to five to seven years of your life making less than $20,000 a year to be a minor league ball player just with the hope and dream that one day you will be in the major leagues. It's uh. It, it, it's pretty reasonable to want to pay these guys once they get there a reasonable salary, considering how much of their life they had to sacrifice making such a minimal amount of money in the minor leagues. It's just really, it's really disappointing just hearing Rob Manfred's demeanor in his press conference and just some of the answers that he gave to some of the questions. I almost was like, like the owners are pretty good in general at doing the PR stunt at like trying to make it sound like their position is reasonable, whether or not it actually is. But some of the answers that Rob Manfred gave Derek were just, were just straight up like, wow. Like you're just kind of straight up acknowledging that you didn't really do everything in your power to avoid what is happening right now. One of the biggest questions that was asked is, you know, why didn't you have, more conversations sooner why did you wait 43 days to make your first proposal and Rob Manfred didn't really have an answer to that question he basically just said well we've been here the last 10 days and this is where we're at right he, he didn't even really try to play the PR stunt game and scoot around that I'm gonna give you his exact quote Jesse because and here yeah. let me let me give you the spiel obviously because you can get this in my piece over on gophnx.com you're not a member sign up to become a member uh, annual membership will get you a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com cost you 60 bucks uh, and you get that free t-shirt you also uh, have the option of going month to month where you'll get your first month for just 50 cents uh, and if you do sign up you become part of our member uh, membership become part of our family uh, you'll get access to our members only discord where you can come in and let us know outside of mailbag monday what you want to hear us talk about and we will happily do that i'll also give you my review of the batman in there like i did today so all sorts of fun happening uh as well as members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com on our wonderful wonderful merchandise t-shirts all of the stuff we have we have stuff coming hats all sorts of stuff i'm not supposed to tell you guys about that but that's kind of insider information i have to give you on this show considering that we don't really have much baseball to talk about. But in that article <laughs> that I'm referring to over on gophnx.com, uh, Manfred was asked about, like Jesse said, the amount of time that had been wasted. And his answer to that, like why was so much time wasted, you know, versus why they went so hard in the paint that last, you know, 24 hours. And he said, I think the best answer to that question is the last 10 days. We've been here ready to bargain, full committees, owners, players for 10 days, and it got going two days before the deadline. That's the best explanation I can give you. 
that's the best explanation you can give us yeah that that like that's i don't even know if the that's the words i don't even know if that's a sentence i don't think that the words you put together there are sentences that explain anything <laughs> so you could tell us that you gave us the best explanation you could but much like this entire debacle that sentence did not make much sense just like mm-hmm. locking out the players just like you know it literally is the meme from the eric andre show where you know he shoots uh he, you know, he he shoots at the MLB shoots baseball, and then he turns around and says, oh, "Why did the players do this?" And it's Rob Manfred. I it's it's just crazy to me the way that this has gone. But um, now what we have is the Arizona Diamondback schedule has been impacted. Interestingly enough, Jesse, games for spring training have only officially, as of now, been canceled up to this Friday. Or wait, no, next Friday. They've only been canceled through March 11th. As far as that, the spring training right now is still on schedule for starting on March 12th. So I I should book a flight right now. and That is not a good idea. That's not a good idea. I'm Um, on it. That's a very, (laughs) very optimistic view. I think it's just because it's not official, right? But we do have officially being canceled the first two series of the year so taking a look now that cancels out their uh, opening series against the brewers in milwaukee and their opening series against the dodgers or not opening series but their first matchup against the dodgers of the year in la leaving them to now open the series at home uh, against the padres and then kind of a difficult stretch based on some acquisitions that have made been made to the new york mets yeah Uh, we we we, we don't get a lot of relief there after that, if that is indeed when the season starts. And Jesse is still very pessimistic about that Padres series still happening. The Mets are, I mean, they are the Mets. So I, I guess we have to kind of take all those moves with a grain of salt. But, Correct. Uh, <laughs> Correct. but yeah, the Diamondbacks Let's wait have... till we see them in play first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always want to tap the brakes when it comes to the Mets. But uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks have a road series against the Mets. Uh, the 15th through the 17th of April. And then they're at home against the Mets, the 22nd through the 24th. Um, and then, yeah, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, uh, there's also a series with the Nationals in there uh, through the month of April. And uh, yeah, it's a tough open for the Diamondbacks, a tough opening schedule here over this uh, this first month or so. Um, and yeah, we were joking about it earlier today. You know, maybe maybe canceling the first month of the season if these games aren't made up, that might actually bode pretty well. Uh, for a team like the Diamondbacks that has a pretty difficult April. You flip the calendar over to May, Derek, and things start to look a little bit nicer. You've got a three-game set with the Marlins, uh, home for three against the Rockies, home for three against the Marlins again, home for three against the Cubs. There's a lot of games in there that are very, very winnable. Um, so obviously, we really have no idea when this thing is is going to get going at the end of the day. Uh, one interesting note that that we that we have heard is that it sounds like once we get to about 25 games canceled, that's when teams would have to give rebates to their regional sports networks uh, based on the fact that they're carrying fewer games. So if there is some sort of oh. tipping point, yeah, it's interesting. There is if there is a tipping point here where the owners might oh. not want to go past a certain day. That's it. I mean, that's the best hypothesis that I have right now is that after okay. about 25 games, 
uh, things do seem to change for them a little bit. So that might land us right around the beginning of May where the Diamondback schedule is, is quite a bit easier. Yeah, that looking at that, you're right. That would put us, they would have to start the season by the Cardinals series on April 28th. Okay. Hmm. That would be because in that series would be when that 25th, I believe either that or the prior series against the Dodgers, which wouldn't be terrible to open the season at home against the Dodgers. Even if you get thumped, it's still uh, a pretty exciting opening to the season. I think you're onto something there though, because obviously that's when owners start to take a hit. What right. we're happening right now is the, the pressure is being applied to the players yeah, as they far take as the 20, the $20 million dollars every day is basically what we've heard. Wow. It's a lot of money. So uh, I mean, it's split among a lot of players, right? Absolutely. But, but yeah, it's still, it's still a big number for sure. And then we have that. So what baseball can do at any point prior to getting to that point is just stop the lockout, which is going to be interesting to see. Uh, if we get to that point, I can't imagine the backlash not being pretty significant in regards to them saving themselves from missing out on money, but not saving the players or the season from missing games. Well, we're we're hoping to to be there in person whenever the season starts and wherever the season starts. So so I don't know, Derek. You want you want to go to St. Louis? You want to go to Miami? Hmm. You want to go? Let's see. Mid oh Jesse, we did be you just LA, ask me if I go? You you asked me if I Derek Montillo want to go to Miami? Are you kidding me? With you? I don't know. <laughs> Do you, you? I don't know. Do you like I get Miami? To corrupt you in Miami? Let's go! Come on! <laughs> I'm, are you kidding me? Like, that's like asking me if I want to go to Las Vegas. Let's just say no more, fam. Just get my bag ready. Is what is I'm there saying. any place you really don't want to go? Like, like where's like the if we, if we're choosing right now, worst place to start the season on the road? Where would it? Where would it be? I I honestly don't. As as crazy as this sounds, I I don't have one. I, I really okay. don't. For me personally, maybe Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Cincinnati right now. Yeah, yep. like I, I I don't have a strong interest in going to Cincinnati. Uh, I just recently went to Washington D.C. and it was beautiful, and I would love to go back to D.C. Uh, sure. New York is always awesome and crazy and and a joy to go to. Uh, Los Angeles is one of my favorite vacation spots. I mean, I, as I look through this schedule, going to see the Chicago Cubs uh, in, at Wrigley Field that's an honor. There's, there's cool. few things here that I'm against. Pittsburgh Pirates have the best looking ballpark in all of baseball. So yeah, considering I've never been I there. haven't been to a lot of these parks, there's not a lot of places that I wouldn't want to go. I, I would say, obviously, we have a lot of friends in Colorado with our DNVR connections. Go hang out with Patrick and the family. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, they're looking even at the entire season. I would have to say Cleveland and Cincinnati are probably the two road trips I wouldn't be or, or road games, I wouldn't be excited to go to. You're just uh, you're just hating on Ohio, man. What do you got against much. Ohio? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an excitement to go there. Kansas City, 
love Kansas City barbecue, so let's go. I'll go to Kansas City. I'm there just picking and choosing as I go through here. But, yeah, no, there's not a lot of places I wouldn't go on this schedule. Um, but that's because I love baseball. And so, to me, the idea of being a part of it is an honor, which is something I feel like people involved in this negotiation have forgot. I also feel like, you know, getting a chance to go and see baseball anywhere with the cert, with, with the current climate is very appealing. The only thing I'm very worried about is my daughter's birthday is uh, the weekend right now of the current opening series. And I have promised to take her to Disneyland for her birthday. So wow, uh, that's currently a conflict for me. I'm not sweating it though, Jesse. Yeah. That would require baseball <laughs> to get their shit together and get something done this week. They'll probably do it just to spite me uh, because now I actually have some sort of action in the game much like you can get obviously over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now our partner our our friend and they are the official sports betting partner of UFC uh has a knockout offer for new customers for UFC 272 you can bet just one dollar using our code of PHNX on the main event and get $100 in free bets obviously you can bet more than that if you want to you can bet whatever you want but if you bet just one dollar you'll get that $100 in free bets no matter what the outcome is. So even if you lose your bet, you're still getting those $100 in free bets that then you can take and sprinkle and make some more bets and, and make all the money back uh, or, or or just keep adding to your winnings, whatever way your night went. But the DraftKings Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And really, you absolutely can. Uh, their review and and approval system is very quick and concise and it happens 24 hours a day sometimes in bed i forgot that i didn't take my money out and i roll over at 3 a.m and it's and it's reviewed and approved by 301 uh but remember download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use our promo code of phnx throw down just one dollar or more on the ufc 272 main event and get 100 in free bets no matter what happens in the fight that's code phnx this saturday at DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of ufc 21 and over only arizona only gambling problem dial 1-800 next step new customers only minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and jesse speaking of places we don't want to go uh, and things places we do want to go I was thinking of something interesting today because I know that when it comes to being a fan of a team, often it, you can't root for certain players depending on how they might have affected your team. Like I, I, like I couldn't respect an Arizona Diamondbacks fan who told me they were also a big Ryan Braun fan, right? For instance, like that's something that's fair. That, that would be uh, uh, that would end our friendship. That would be that's a that's that's non-negotiable for me as far as I'm concerned in my terms and agreement. I wanted to ask you though, is there any players in baseball that you feel guilty about liking like a guilty pleasure? Like, like I have never, I've never hid my love for Shohei Otani, but that's because I am not ashamed and nor should anybody be being a fan of someone as amazing charismatic and good at his job as Shohei Otani. Sure. Well, and the, and the angels don't really have any rivals and so. the angels, right. There's no, nobody's <laughs> mad at the angels. Yeah. The angels <laughs> haven't upset anybody in years. There, there's a lot of teams that have obviously the Astros, the Boston Red Sox, 
here within our own division, within the Arizona Diamondbacks, NL West, sometimes you are not allowed to like division rivals, even though sometimes it makes it hard. I know I was in a little bit of awe of Trevor's story when he made his debut that was so emphatic, and that stuck with me for a little while. Just not, I don't know if I was a fan of his as much as just like I just couldn't believe how good this guy became in such a short amount of time right in front of our very eyes, it seemed like. But uh, again, getting back to the question, do you, who, who's your guilty pleasure in baseball? Do you have any or, or mm. are all of your favorites Arizona Diamondback centric? Uh, well, they're definitely not all Arizona Diamondback centric, right? I mean, we're we're uh, we're here to support and cover the Diamondbacks, of course. But I think we're both, you know, baseball fans at large. And there are some pretty fun players in this sport that don't play for the Diamondbacks. You don't have any connection to the Diamondbacks. Um, but the one that might get people a little bit a little bit riled up, and honestly, I don't think it's that bad. Um, but he does play for the Dodgers, and his name is Mookie Betts, and he is just a joy to watch. Honestly, yeah. the Mookie Betts contract with the Dodgers was very was very sad, very deflating, you know, for for Diamondbacks fans, just given that he's going to be in this division for more than a decade now. But also there was a small part of me, Derek, when that deal happened, that was like, oh my gosh, we get to watch Mookie Betts like <laughs> all the time. And yeah. and he is just, I always, when he was in Boston, even before he was a superstar in Boston, uh, he was a player I really, really enjoyed watching. He's another one of those anomalies who is very, very small and yet just somehow has big power um, an incredible arm, right? He's just extremely athletic, even at five, 980 pounds. So he plays for the Dodgers, but I don't get the sense that Mookie Betts is very hated among Diamondbacks fans. I don't, no, I don't know. I think he's, I feel like he's well-respected. He's not like an AJ Pollock or no, yeah. a Justin Turner. I feel like Justin Turner is a little bit more hateable. Yeah. Even though he might not have done anything wrong to the D-backs besides, have some very good games against them. There's sure. just something about Justin Turner's face that's very hateable uh, when you're not a fan of the team that he's on. <laughs> I, I was also going to go with somebody who's very dimin diminutive in stature uh, as well that might be a little bit more universally disliked at this point, and that's Jose Altuve. Mm. Uh, Altuve has always been one of my favorite players. And again, you know, I guess I'm guilty of of it being that like that he's so good of a player for being as small as he is having the power he does just being at, as good at the game as he is right but it, it's it's also just because he has always been a player that whenever I've watched games he's been involved with maybe not statistically I just know that when I'm watching games that he's involved with he's always done stuff that's been exciting whether it's yeah. defensively, offensively, he's just an exciting player to watch. When the Diamondbacks play against the Astros, he, he again, another guy that has always steps up and has a great game. I understand there being a lot of uh, hate thrown his way and the Astros' way. They completely deserve it, and I'm not saying they don't. It's weird, though, when you do like a player in that kind of situation. I recall myself being a bit hesitant to vilify the Astros as much as quickly as other people were because sure. I liked Jose Altuve. <laughs> and then when things started to come out, I was almost like, 
holding my breath, waiting to make sure that he wasn't involved in stuff. Next thing you know, the whole buzzer scandal came, comes out, whether or not he was wearing a buzzer device under his jersey when he didn't want it ripped off and such. It really deflated a, a lot for me. And then surprisingly, he just kind of kept doing his thing. And I think mm-hmm. for me personally, it got to be about, well, I don't know. You didn't have He's, any concrete he wasn't evidence relying on he wasn't relying on trash cans in order to be a pretty he really wasn't player. right yeah you know uh and 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 I still like him I don't expect people to understand it and I don't expect people necessarily to see my point of view on things when it comes to something like this it's kind of like an entertainer you know I have certain comedians that I still like despite the fact that they've gotten themselves into quite a bit of trouble over the last five years uh, you know running the gamut from john mulaney to dave Chappelle to louis ck i have a really hard time still not finding these people to be very very funny and sure. there are there are people that would say like you shouldn't support someone like that or whatever i completely agree you know and i don't think that they should be like so, like Louis C.K. for instance, and Dave Chappelle, they were some of the the like most uh, they 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 were like at the top of the entertainment world for a minute, you know, as far as money making and as far as like making headlines, and then eventually some, you know, they they did some dumb shit and they both got brought down to a completely different level than where they were at. They didn't they weren't allowed to still attain that level of stardom, but mm. uh. I don't know. I like, I, I don't really care. I don't expect people to l- understand it, but it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I still find them funny. I still watch things that they're on. And it really, at the end of the day, even if, even, even if Jose Altuve was found to be, you know, somebody that benefited quite greatly from the trash can bit, I, I still wouldn't probably change my feelings about how exciting he was to watch at times. I, I, I maybe a buzzer underneath the jersey that might be a little bit much. <laughs> maybe if that came out, it might be a bit much. It's all I depending saw... on you, though. Like it's all depending yeah. on you as a person. What, what, whatever you feel like someone does is crosses the line or not, or is something worth hating. That's up to you, and you're allowed to feel that way. That's why we all have feelings. That's why we're all allowed to be individual people, right? Mm-hmm. I know some people that would absolutely hate any player in our division no matter what because they're such a diehard <laughs> diamondbacks fan that's the that's the rules to them i get that i understand yeah. their feelings on that it's not how i feel i think that's a ridiculous way to act but if you also want to tell me for 20 minutes why you hate aj pollock i will be here for all 20 minutes of that and i i, I want to hear every minute of it i remember i think this was probably about like six or seven years ago i was out uh, at an Angels game, and they were playing the Astros um, in in LA or in Anaheim, really. Um, and I remember Jose Altuve standing on the field next to Chris Carter, who was his teammate. I don't know if you remember Chris Carter. He's a first baseman on the Astros, actually drafted by the Diamondbacks, oddly enough, uh, wound up in Houston. But Chris Carter is like 6'6 or something, just an <laughs> enormous human being. And I have this picture from like six or seven years ago of Jose Altuve standing right next to Chris Carter on the field. And it, it was amazing. I mean, you don't realize how small 
Jose Altuve is and how big Chris Carter is until you see them next to each other. It was pretty, it was pretty great. The, my, my, my personal experience, not with Jose Altuve, but with what you're talking about was when uh, Di- Daniel Bryan, WWE wrestler, former champion was visiting Chase Field and he's from the Seattle area and he's a huge Randy Johnson fan and he got oh, to meet Randy Johnson sure. and he was talking to him <laughs> right in front of me I took a bunch of pictures of it but like the height difference was so incredible to me like <laughs> Daniel Bryan literally had to cock his head completely back like a small child looking up at their parent to, to have a conversation <laughs> with Randy and you know he's just towering over him looking straight down at him and stuff and it was it was wild and Daniel Bryan is like my height so it's not like he's a very extremely short guy he's maybe a little bit shorter than me but not by much sure. but we're very close well, uh, well sh- shout out to <laughs> shout out to Johnny Venerable and Saul Bookman who, <laughs> who have been doing some NFL their own dynamic duo of short height and they are height. they are also seeing some of the shots of johnny and Saul next to each other <laughs> it's pretty funny for sure by the way if you're a phnx or excuse me if you're an arizona cardinals fan got to check out the phnx Cardinals show they're out at the combine uh they're bringing some great stuff they posted a video today that was pretty fire uh, of their time so far there so make sure to check that out uh as well and also Check out all of our content. Sign up over at gophnx.com for a membership. Uh, if you're listening right now to this podcast on audio podcast on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review. Also, hop over to YouTube to our PHNX sports page and subscribe there as well. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from the Cardinals, from the Coyotes, from us, from any of the amazing uh, PHNX team members here bringing you this fire content of course you can follow me and jesse on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that's on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys again so much we apologize for going back on our promise to not talk about the lockout but it's pretty (laughs) hard lockouts just here it's looming it's like you know, yeah. 12 straight days of, of rainy weather and you don't want to talk about the rain anymore, but it's hard not to. There's just it's just won't stop raining on us. So uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We thank you on behalf of Jesse and myself. We thank you guys so much for always checking out the show. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when we know when the schedule is going to start. <laughs>